Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the battle over the Supreme Court. The president's choice to replace Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg asked how she'd rule on abortion, guns, and health care. Judge Amy Coney Barrett tonight faced a grilling on Capitol Hill. She gave few specifics but said her Catholic faith would not influence her decisions. Judges can't just wake up one day and say, I have an agenda, I like guns, I hate guns, I like abortion, I hate abortion, and walk in like a, a royal queen and impose you know, their will on the world. Coronavirus trials halted, the largest vaccine trial paused for an unexplained illness, and an antibody treatment similar to the one President Trump touted as a cure temporarily stopped. Plus, how did one teenager infect 11 people across four states? Three weeks to go. President Trump plays defense tonight in Pennsylvania, where he won four years ago, but now trails in the polls. While Joe Biden puts the focus on Florida, the fight tonight for the senior vote. Voter suppression? Long lines in the Lone Star State as early voting begins. And we introduce you to one Texas couple who had to drive 35 miles to turn in their ballots. Why a county larger than Rhode Island only has one drop-off box. Only on CBS News, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, speaks to Gail King. That was my best friend. And after the curtain fell on in-person performances, how one theater is proving all the world's a stage. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. There are several developing stories as we come on the air, including two significant setbacks tonight in the search for a cure for coronavirus, just as cases are spiking nationwide. We're going to get to that and the drug companies that are now pausing their tests 
on experimental drugs in just a moment. But we're going to begin with that marathon confirmation hearing on Capitol Hill that is now stretching into the night. President Trump's pick for the Supreme Court, Judge Amy Coney Barrett, has spent the day defending her judicial philosophy and dodging questions about how she'd rule on future cases, including next month's challenge to Obamacare. Barrett also refused to say how she would rule on abortion, insisting she has not made deals with the president or the White House. And while she would not commit to recusing herself from any election-related cases, Barrett said she would not be used as a pawn by the president to decide the election in his favor. With her confirmation all but certain in the Republican-controlled Senate tonight, Democrats are focused less on stopping her appointment and more on making it a key campaign issue just three weeks before Election Day. Well, there's a lot of new reporting to get to tonight. Our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Nancy Cordes is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Capitol Hill. Good evening, Nancy. Nora, President Trump's Supreme Court nominee has been on the hot seat for more than eight hours now. And both sides are praising her knowledge and her eloquence, even as Democrats accuse her of being evasive about some of her positions. Senators scanned Barrett's background today for clues about how she would rule. People say that you're a female Scalia. What would you say? Barrett clerked for the conservative giant in 1998. Justice Scalia was obviously a mentor, but I want to be careful to say that if I'm confirmed, you would not be getting Justice Scalia. You would be getting Justice Barrett. On many issues, though, she declined to share her views. It's not something really that's appropriate for me to comment on. I've never expressed a view on it. I can't answer questions like that. The 48-year-old mother of seven said she was just following an example set by the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. A judge sworn to decide impartially can offer no forecasts, no hints. But Ginsburg did state her support for abortion rights back then, while Barrett refused today to discuss her personal opposition to Roe v. Wade. Whether I say I love it or I hate it, it signals to litigants that I might tilt one way or another in a pending case. On something that is really a major cause with major effect on over half of the population of this country who are women, it's distressing not to get a straight answer. Can you set aside whatever Catholic beliefs you have regarding any issue before you? I can. I have done that in my time on the Seventh Circuit. As expected, Democrats pressed her on Obamacare. I'm not hostile to the ACA. President Trump has explicitly said he is choosing justices who will overturn the law. I have had no conversation with the president or any of his staff on how I might rule in that case. She would not say if she agreed with the court's 2015 decision guaranteeing the right to same-sex marriage. I do want to be clear that I have never discriminated on the basis of sexual preference and would not ever discriminate on the basis of sexual preference. That term, sexual preference, was slammed by Democrats as outdated and offensive because it implies that sexual orientation is a choice. A short time ago, Judge Barrett apologized, saying she didn't mean to offend anyone. Nora. All right, Nancy Cordes, thank you. Tonight, there's more evidence that the race for COVID vaccines and treatments can only move at the speed of safe science not political will. We learned today that two clinical trials were paused over possible safety concerns. We get more now from CBS's Adriana Diaz. 
Two setbacks in 24 hours in the fight against COVID. Tonight, drug maker Eli Lilly is halting human testing of a COVID treatment, citing a potential safety concern. A person familiar with the trial tells CBS News that the pause will last approximately two weeks. Treatment, which uses COVID antibodies, is similar to a therapeutic given to President Trump that he touted as a cure. It was like unbelievable. I felt good immediately. This comes as Johnson & Johnson says its vaccine trial, the largest to date, is also stopping temporarily while it investigates if an unexplained illness was caused by its vaccine. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus says these pauses are routine and reassuring. So this is not unusual, and I hope that Americans see news like this and have comfort that we are investigating every single issue with these drugs and with these vaccines to make sure they are safe for the American people. 37 states are seeing a rise in average new cases. Only one state, South Carolina, is down. A key driver is gatherings. A recent CDC report found that a 13-year-old girl infected 11 people staying at the same house during a family vacation without masks or social distancing. With Americans resisting guidelines, the death toll continues to grow. Leanna Richardson lost her mother, a third-grade teacher from North Carolina, in just 10 days. And if anything else, let her death be a reminder that COVID-19 doesn't care. COVID-19 is serious. This is not a joke. Leanna's mother's school says they don't believe she contracted the virus at work where she was teaching students in person. And on the subject of children, Nora, today California health officials recommended kids don't go trick-or-treating so they can avoid gathering with others. Adriana Diaz, thank you. Tonight, President Trump is on the campaign trail in Pennsylvania, where our CBS News battleground tracker poll shows him trailing Joe Biden by six points. The president is about to take the stage in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, as he tries to make up ground in that critical swing state. Here's CBS's Weijia Zhang. Tonight, President Trump is trying to revive his campaign in Pennsylvania, a key swing state in which he's consistently trailed Joe Biden in the polls. Our CBS News battleground tracker shows just 28 percent of likely voters there believe he acts in a presidential way, compared to 61 percent who say Biden does. That's not a factor for some supporters attending the president's Johnstown rally. In a sign of Pennsylvania's importance to the Trump team, this is the president's sixth visit since September 3rd. It's part of a five-state swing this week as Mr. Trump tries to rebound after his positive COVID-19 test and a widely panned debate performance. Health officials call packed rallies a bad idea, and there is new evidence of coronavirus cases in Minnesota tied to his events. Hello, everybody. Hello, Duluth. Health officials have connected 22 of them to Trump campaign events last month, with one case linked to a Biden event. Today, Senator Mitt Romney, a former Republican presidential nominee and frequent critic of the president, weighed in on politics in the age of Trump, calling it a vile, vituperative, hate-filled morass that is unbecoming of any free nation. Romney blamed both political parties, but said the Democrats' own presidential nominee refuses to stoop as low as others. 
Tomorrow, President Trump is heading to Iowa, a state his campaign did not expect would be so competitive. In 2016, the president beat Hillary Clinton by nearly 10 points. But our CBS News poll shows right now he and Biden are tied. Nora. Weijia Zhang, thank you. Over the past six presidential elections, no state has been a better bellwether than Florida. The state has voted for the eventual winner every time. Tonight, Joe Biden is back in the Sunshine State, a day after President Trump rallied with supporters there as they fight for the 29 electoral votes that could, again, tip the election. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. Joe Biden today returned to Florida with one aim, to draw as many senior citizen votes away from President Trump as he can. It's become painfully clear as this careless, arrogant, reckless COVID response has caused one of the worst tragedies in American history. The only senior that Donald Trump cares about, the only senior is the senior Donald Trump. He's banking on the fact that Florida's older voters increasingly believe he will keep them safer from coronavirus than the president. We all came out for this election, uh, as we call it. Biden holds a small lead in the Sunshine State in part because he's closing the gap with Mr. Trump among seniors. He also finally engaged Republican critics who claim the former vice president wants to expand the Supreme Court. Biden says he opposes doing so, which puts him at odds with many Democrats. I'm not a fan of pack, uh, court packing, but I'm not, I don't want to get off on that whole issue. I want to keep focused. They'd not, the president would love nothing better than to fight about whether or not I would, in fact, pack the court. Meanwhile, the battle over ballot boxes continues in California, where state officials are calling on Republicans to pack up containers they labeled as official. Republicans are defending their decision and appear to be looking for a legal fight. And Ed O'Keefe joins us now. So, Ed, I understand we're learning about a last-minute strategy from the Biden campaign, right? That's right, Nora. They're bringing out the big guns. Former President Barack Obama today released a series of videos instructing Americans on how to vote in specific battleground states if they're still wondering how to do so. And CBS News has confirmed the former president plans to campaign soon in person in key states across the country. Nora. All right, Ed O'Keefe, thank you so much. And with three weeks to go until Election Day, there is already record-breaking turnout. Nearly 12 million Americans have already cast their vote. Today, voters in Texas waited for hours in long lines on the state's first day of early in-person voting. In Harris County, which includes Houston, more than 100,000 have already voted, breaking a record for early voting two hours before polls closed. Now, this comes as a federal appeals court sides with the governor there in his bid to limit the number of those drop-off ballot boxes. We get more now from CBS's Janet Shamlian. In their red pickup, Richard and May Joyce Nickerson, both in their 70s, just drove 35 miles to vote. It really does not make sense. It's, it's totally inconvenient. But we had to do it. They used to drive a few minutes. The Nickersons live outside of Houston in Harris County, home to almost 5 million people, but just one absentee ballot drop-off location. There were 12 in this largely Democratic county, the other 11 forced to close, after Republican Governor Greg Abbott, citing election security, limited every county to a single collection site. Is there a legitimate reason to close these satellite drop-off locations? I don't see a legitimate reason. I think it's completely illogical. Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo has joined civil rights groups across Texas in calling it a blatant attempt at voter suppression. This tent, a couple hundred yards from Houston's football stadium, is now the only place to drop off a ballot in all of Harris County, a county that is one of the most populous in the nation, 
spanning more than 1,700 square miles and geographically larger than the state of Rhode Island. The Nickersons had time and transportation to make the trip, but worry about those who don't. The bus ain't going to bring you here. You can't walk across this parking lot. They're not going to let you. So you have to have some type of vehicle to get you into this location. For some, what could be a new barrier to the ballot box. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Houston. We're going to continue covering those stories. There was a bombshell revelation today at a court hearing for some of the suspects accused of plotting to kidnap Michigan's governor. An FBI agent testified the men also talked about kidnapping Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. It's not clear if it went beyond the discussion stage. And the agent also testified that the men also considered leaving Governor Whitmer in a boat in the middle of Lake Michigan. More than a dozen suspects are under arrest in connection with the plot against Whitmer. Now to a CBS News exclusive, the only broadcast interview with Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker. He and Taylor were together when police burst into her Louisville apartment in March. Walker fired a shot, believing they were intruders. Officers returned fire, killing Taylor. None of those officers is charged in her death. Walker told CBS This Morning's Gail King how he wants the world to remember Taylor. To the world, just a hashtag, a picture, and all of that, but to me it was much more. Yeah. More than a girlfriend, too. I think that's what I want the world to know the most. That was my best friend. That was your best friend? Easily. The most important person to me, pretty much, on earth. And they took her. And you can see more of Gail King's exclusive broadcast interview with Kenneth Walker. That's tomorrow on CBS This Morning. Two of the world's top athletes are sidelined tonight with the coronavirus. Soccer superstar Cristiano Ronaldo smiled and gave a thumbs up from a balcony after testing positive. Yesterday, he posted a photo with his teammates on Portugal's national team not wearing masks. Ronaldo is in isolation with no symptoms. And then there's this. The world's number one golfer, Dustin Johnson, just tested positive for COVID. He has been experiencing symptoms. Johnson will miss this weekend's tournament in Nevada. And it's not clear if he'll be ready to play in the rescheduled Masters at Augusta National. That is just four weeks from now. Now to this story. A hiker in Utah is sharing video of his terrifying encounter with an angry mama mountain lion. Kyle Burgess came across a litter of cubs and recorded the six minutes of terror as the mother aggressively followed him and even lunged at him while he nervously backed away. Wildlife experts say if you find yourself in this situation, make yourself look big, be loud and avoid eye contact and slowly back away. Doing that likely saved the hiker's life. You know what they say, don't mess with a cougar. With Broadway dark through next spring, many worry about the future of live theater. But the show is going on in a most unusual place. Here's CBS's Chip Reed. You've seen drive-in theaters before, but never like this. Thank you. Ah, Baxter, I've been looking everywhere for you. When the coronavirus put a halt to indoor theater, the Alden Theater in McLean, Virginia, thought, why not use the parking lot? The audience stays in their car and drives from station to station. Everybody always stays six feet apart, and everybody always has something covering their face. If you can get hit by my cane, you're too close. <laughs> Let's go! A character leads each car from set to set. I've been burgled. <gasps> burgled? Yes, Ash! And the audience helps solve the play's central mystery from their vehicles. Both of the pieces we've done were created out of nothing 
for this format. It's not like we're trying to jackhammer Fiddler on the Roof into the parking lot. The actors say there are benefits to what they call drive-through drama. What's it like going from a stage to acting in front of a car? You have a much better read on how the audience is reacting because they're right there with you. The Unikumaran family would give it a standing ovation if they could. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Definitely thumbs up. Yeah. We did it! We found a stolen spyglass! Maybe Shakespeare was right when he said all the world's a stage. Chip Reed, CBS News, McLean, Virginia. The theater's third drive through production begins this weekend. It's called Objects in the Mirror May Be Spookier Than They Appear, just in time for Halloween. And tomorrow on the CBS Evening News, we'll speak with Dr. Anthony Fauci about the fall coronavirus surge and the government's response. And you can text me, text me your questions at 202-217-1107. And a reminder, if you can't watch the evening news live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.